Welcome, everyone, to this completely unnecessary podcast for Tuesday, October 6, 2020. Besides nicely groomed Ian Ferguson, I am the buffoon. What? Pat Contry. On the show today, we'll be talking about Nintendo stuff, like like Joy-Con lawsuit stuff, a Mario, Super Mario 35 review. We'll also have a, a nice Patreon poll topic, a couple of Q&As. First, Dean, go to UltimateNintendo.com if you want to look at stuff. we got, like, RBI baseball stickers, stickers, certain NES guidebook, uh, enamel pins, CU podcasts, and otherwise. And the not-for-resale Blu-ray is back in stock. Or watch it on iTunes, Google Play Store, on YouTube, wherever else. Everywhere except for the, the, the Sony doesn't like us yet. But you go on your Xbox and what? watch it. Sony, why don't you love me? Why don't you love it, love it and get it there? Um, uh, and we'll, I'm, I mean, we got a plug real quick. Our, our pal Dexter Morrill, who did the artwork on the Path to NES Punk Volume 3 uh, uh, DVD. He also has done art for Norm, the gaming historian from time to time. He's got a Kickstarter right now. It's, it's the um, video game history and illustrated children's book. It's called Mr. Miyamoto Makes Video Game History. It's a cute little children's book. Uh, he told me about it a couple months ago. I discussed some of the some of the you know some of the stuff with him about it. So you know, just check it out if you if you got a children if you got a children if you got, got a children if you got a children or two in the house. And uh, I think this might do well though, just for people that want to collect books and learn yeah. about video game history. And if it does well, maybe he'll do a bunch more of them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You're like, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Matter of factly, that's how it goes. Matter of factly, and we're also now Ian. We are now also. Our podcast is on Anchor, which is a Spotify company. We don't got those Joe Rogan bucks, but uh, we'll get there. So go to anchor.fm slash the CU podcast if you want to see what that's all about. If you, if you subscribe to us on Stitcher, Podbean, Google Player, or iTunes, it's the same. It's The feed goes out. Nothing's but, changing. Nothing's changing. But it makes it a little bit easier. But now you can also now, Ian, this might backfire us, you can go to that site, anchor.fm slash the CU podcast, and you can leave us an audio message out there. Anyone listening, anyone watching on YouTube, you can leave us an audio message that we can listen to. And maybe in the future on the podcast, we can play them. So I, I hope I don't regret that decision, but it's out there. It'll, you'll, you'll click on, leave a message, and it'll ask to access your microphone or your webcam mic or whatever you have set up on your computer. Prove to us that this wasn't a really bad decision. Yes, pr- prove to us that this will be worth our time to do that. But it might become a regular segment. Leave it, you can maybe like leave a, when I say short, under 30 seconds under 20 seconds short does not mean a minute and a half you know saying a comment or a question about something and maybe we'll get to it in the future maybe become a regular segment i'm ex- i'm kind of excited and and sweating at the prospect of this yeah, yeah. at the same time Ian, Ian, how was your weekend it was good i uh i worked it was very busy it was you worked it huh I worked. Uh, it was uh, my coworker's boyfriend, so he took off. Uh, boyfriend's birthday this weekend, so he took off, um, and I worked for him. But it was also Wait, you worked for the boyfriend. No, I worked for my coworker. It was. It, it was. It was. Uh, he has a boyfriend. 
but how you phrase it made it seem like the the boyfriend I worked for. Like, oh, sorry, how you phrase it? I worked weird. for I I worked for my coworker so he could have off for his boyfriend's birthday. Okay, that makes sense. You said I worked for him, like like that was like I thought like he was the boss. No, something. no, like I just I, for some reason I thought, for him. for some reason I thought like you got hired to make tacos for the birthday party. That's how, like I was like well, you was working for him, like you got hired out. Okay, sorry, that'd be fun. Um. Or DJ, but it was also uh, Vani's birthday. Vani's birthday was yesterday, and it was a lot of fun. Obviously, there wasn't a whole lot to do. Um, what with us being in the middle of the current times, um, but all she wanted to do was get some takeout. So we got ramen and bao. So like buns. Oh, the buns are nice. The doughy buns. Yeah, we got ramen. We got bao. We got takoyaki. Um, we got some snacks, and we. Um, played Darkstalkers uh, on the arcade. That's what she wanted to do. She wanted to play fighting games. So that's what we did. Uh, our friend uh, Skyler was in town this weekend with his friend uh, Chad. Chad to do some um, arcade-related stuff. And he stopped by and helped me set up my machine. So now I have much easier access to all my boards. So that's what Vani and I did. And it was a good time. And then we watched Adventure Time. Yeah, thanks thanks to Chad and, and Scholar. They they dropped by. Uh they helped with my turned out Frankenstein Miss Pac-Man cocktail that they 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 think that was like built from potentially from scratch and cobbled together. Um and so they they recapped the um they recapped the monitor board which was like of course like a weird like unique um, um monitor it wasn't a common one. I think it said like it's only like in, was in, with like pole position like one other game. Um so that and then um Put in that nice sixteen-one uh, JAMA board in there because I already had it set up for JAMA. I already had it. It was like a a, a Pac-Man to JAMA setup. So um, yeah, yeah. So now I gotta redo the control panel to get extra buttons uh, to, so I can play like Donkey Kong and Galaga on that. So so yeah. So thanks to them uh, there. Um, and then uh, what else was going on? I think I covered most of the stuff, most of the announcements. Uh, game game uh, game four of the NBA Finals is tonight. Go Jimmy Jimmy but- Butler. Go Heat. I will buy a Jimmy Butler Heat uh, jersey if they beat LeBron and the Lakers. I will. I, I kept that for every every series. I was going to buy a, a Dame Lillard jersey if they won. I was going to buy a jo- Jokic jersey if they won. So I'm keeping that faith yeah. alive. Don't want the Lakers to win, but it was. It's been hard for me to get back into. Um bubble basketball i don't know why the break just screwed with the flow for me um but i am kind of excited a little bit about the padres game tonight uh it's another chance uh to see an la team lose which is something that i always enjoy greatly is it game one it's game one of, Best of five it's uh, game one of uh padres dodgers um, the Padres are a good team this year. They've they've really been getting better, and it's it, it's <laughs> I, I pay attention to them through uh, my friend John, my co-host on Extra Napkins. He loves baseball, and they've been a pretty exciting team. So that's I, good. I might throw that on in the background. The one year I can't go to a game, I go to at least one game a year with Frank or a couple. So sometimes we get, we've gone to four, for four a year, like to see the Mets or Yankees play. The one time they're actually good, and I you know we can't go. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually I, I usually make it to at least one baseball game every year. They're fun. It's a picnic. Yep, I enjoy it, and uh, yeah, no luck this you year. T- you take a lift down there, you, you know, because that's less than the charging the park if you drive there. It doesn't make any sense to drive anymore to do that. Or you oh, especially not in our, from our neighborhoods because it's literally cheaper. It's literally cheaper to just take. Well, the a lift. parking's twenty bucks. Yeah, the lift the lift will be like maybe fifteen bucks one way. 
you know so it's like that it's not worth the hassle split it with someone yeah exactly exactly there you go Ian see and then you get your eight dollar hot dog and you're fine I was gonna Actually, say no, eat your I, overpriced I, I, hot dogs and no, drink well, your overpriced beer no now well now you can get sushi there I like getting the pulled pork nachos my mouth's starting to order intermittent fasting sorry okay let's talk a little Sony Ian so the, 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 the big hullabaloo was that Sony is changing the confirm and cancel buttons on the PS5 controller. Was it in Japan? In Japan. They're doing that? So this this bothers me, too, uh, a little bit. Um, I didn't know it was different between us yes. and Japan. So I, I, I think I've briefly talked about this before on the podcast. The buttons on the Sony controller were originally supposed to represent something. X for cancel. Circle for confirm. That makes somewhat sense. Triangle for camera. It's the viewpoint of the camera. Okay. And then uh, square was a map or information button. So it's a window camera. Yeah, right. I, I, I got you it, on the X and the O. I don't got you on the square and the triangle, but okay. It makes perfect sense. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm trying Square to... pulls up a window. Triangle is your camera. Okay, so a window is a map? Or a map. It's it's what it, it, If you play an RPG, that's how it is. That's as dumb as, as the Nintendo right. doing camera buttons. Whatever. N64. Sorry. It's just what they're supposed to lightly represent. Um, but the circle, and the, conf- uh, the, uh, the circle and the X certainly makes sense. Yeah. Confirm and cancel. Um, but for whatever reason, when they brought it over here, they swapped that around. So X is confirm and circle is cancel. Ugh. Nintendo has always maintained more or less the same as Japan. So what would be your circle button, which is your A button. Whatever's on the, on the right yeah. is always confirmed. It's it your confirm, and your B button yes. is cancel. The left so inside button. It's really annoying. Like, Vani just can't do it. Like, if she jumps, tries to jump between Nintendo and Sony, she just... it. She gets frustrated because she's suddenly pressing all the wrong buttons for everything. It annoys the hell out of me, too. Um, if you were going to change it, I don't know why you would change it. They are not here. Exactly. But I, I don't know. Do they not yeah, want to, to me, it's Yeah, because to me, it's like circle O on confirmed. Like, that makes sense. X yes. is almost always a cancel thing. Yeah. Or off to me. Or not functioning. So, yeah, why do they change it here in the first place? Yeah, who knows? Um... It, it's 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 very very strange, but yes, the circle button has always been the action button over there, and they're changing it. And um, there's a lot. So yeah, culturally, there's a long-standing explanation. This is a, a um, Brian Ashcraft article from Kotaku um, for for the difference in Japan. Circle or Maro means okay or correct. However, the X symbol means no good or wrong. Same here. Yeah, X always means no say, or not. Yeah, it's not really that different. Yes. which Sony translates as cross button. However, in Japan, Batsu is the opposite of Maro and can mean go or whatever. So um, yeah, this is oh, sorry. I got to say this. This is the silliest thing ever. This Kotaku article. Uh, and I know they're silly in general now, but outside of Japan, X can mean X marks the spot. No, it doesn't. We're not pirates. This isn't the this is early 1700s. No one ever says X means X marks the spot. Like, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. Yeah, I usually like this guy's articles, but this is a weird that's one. That's silly. Like, it, 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 no, X means cancel everywhere. Yes, <laughs> X means non or no or cancel everywhere. On signs, X means don't come here or no. But, um... So there's been frustration, and people have taken to places like Two Chan and uh, My Game News Flash to really, uh, you know, to, to voice their displeasure. Various comments are what a pain in the ass for Japan. Do it Japanese style. Are they at least? Are they at least? At last, they are making it uniform. Um, Japan's been defeated. Yeah, change foreign games. Foreign <laughs> games did this on their own accord. 
Uh, one less reason to buy the PS5. Okay, that's a little extreme. I, I always like seeing comments from the from the Japanese commenters. It's always like a different sort of style versus sure. our comments. Um, and, then, and then people who think it's not as bad. I'll get used to this in five minutes. Up to now, Japan has been weird. No, I'd say we have been weird. If 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 literally because Nintendo, the PlayStation yeah. was the only console out of all three that had the the left's inner inner button be confirmed and right being canceled. Actually, I think Microsoft in the U.S. had the bottom button be confirmed, but they changed it so that was the A button instead of... Oh yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> I, oh, don't get me started on... on don't get me started on how, how on the Microsoft... Uh, they, they, don't, they don't switch the letters around. They have to do it in an order. Like, just keep it B on the inside. Do what Nintendo established. Like, that's... Keep it all easy in our mind. I don't really care you know. if we do it how Nintendo established, Sony established, Microsoft established, but it's insane to me that in the year 2020, we don't just have a uniform idea of, okay, this is what you press to how? confirm, this is what you press to cancel. Give us the all option. All the controllers have four... F- yeah, give us the option. Give us let an us, option, like an emulator. It. <laughs> how about a system menu? Okay, this is confirmed. Okay, and switch it out. Yeah. That's not impossible. Why can't you just do that? You can remap buttons and games. Why can't you do it for the system menu? Who knows? This is nuts. That would take them out like two seconds to code that in. It's not hard coded into the controller. It's an input function. Oh God! Sony traders, comments. <laughs> this is discrimination. The PS5 is made by a foreign company? Question mark. Okay, that's funny. This is a bullshit console. Stop fucking around. <laughs> Circle is confirm. X is cancel. This is easy to understand. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I do so, not care what's done internationally. Hey, I agree with you out there in Japan. Like, it's silly that X is confer- was confirmed here. That's another reason I'm not, not... Yeah, there's to, no reason to change no. it in the first place. But this this is funny. This means that the circle on the, on the Japanese flag is now canceled. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, anyways, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about that. Well, that, that decides but, that the PS5 is going to be a failure. Yes. <laughs> I, oh, God. All right, sorry. All right, and speaking speaking of silliness, so this this was made the rounds late last week. So the PS5 Spider-Man remaster version is has changed Peter Parker's face, not just up like it's not just an upgrade. The, the model is entirely different uh, for Peter Parker's face. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So um, understandably, people are like, why? Why? Like, why was there a need to do that? And the answer was was kind of weird that I saw that originally they they said it was like well we want to be able to match the words better it was something weird but I guess they wanted to I guess better do the motion capture of the actual actor portraying uh, the model uh, for this remaster when I'm doing that but I think some people just feel kind of betrayed by this yeah, keep gone, in mind that yeah. the face it, it, we're not just talking like a higher res no face. it's totally it's, it, it's it does look nicer but it, well it, you know it looks more realistic it's, it's a little more bit, realistic but, but it's, it's, it, it's a very it's a, it's a different face it's yes. like swapping the actor out essentially yes Mid, yeah, mid-season. It, lo- it, it kind of looks like Tom Holland, but the guy they got bit. looks like Tom Holland. They got the actual actor. They didn't want to obviously hire Tom Holland, but it, it's a stand-in for Tom Holland, basically, like a stunt double almost. Yes. That's how close it is. And originally, it's like, ah, oh, it's like a generic sort, sort of thing. I, to me, the, neither of them look like how, to me, Peter Parker has been traditionally uh, drawn, but that's okay, because Peter Parker usually has, like, darker hair, kind of parted, kind of nerdily. Well, I guess the newer one's kind of close to that, but anyway... Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say that. I guess I'd be annoyed if I played it too. It's like you identified with uh, the Peter Parker, right? So, oh, it's also a younger face model. Okay, that makes sense too because I, I believe the Peter in this um, game is supposed to be like how he's traditionally portrayed now as like a grad student age, mm. like like twenty three, twenty four ish. 
I think Spider-Man Now is supposed to be like about 25. So it's be like 10 years later because he started with 15. Yeah, yeah. This is like a high schooler, this face. This is like early uh, Spider-Man versus later Spider-Man. So, so the whole change, I think, is throwing people off uh, with this. So, yeah. I'm not sure what else to say about that. I still have to play the damn game. Uh, I, th- I think I probably like it. But I've sort of stayed away from Spider-Man games throughout my career, except for the Sega Spider-Man arcade game that I showed Ian existed way back when. Yeah. It was, we played through that. It was fun. It was, Come on, you play a Submariner or yeah. Hawkeye. It was, it was a good time. Or Black Cat. It's the only game that you can play as Black Cat. You can play Black Cat as one of these. I like the two different, tile st- uh, two different um, types of uh, level styles. Yeah, it zooms too. out. Yeah, the zooms out stuff was actually... Never ported anywhere! Those arc- some of those arcade games from the 90s. Anyway, sorry. Another, another Seaside Heights. Well, that was a Seaside Park. Uh, that game was there. Anyway, so so there you have it. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. And, um, yeah. Are you going to get Miles Morales? Are you going to get the game? No. I didn't play the first Spider-Man. I'm probably not going to play Miles Morales. Okay. Um, Monster Hunter. So I, I, uh, what you could graciously call the teaser trailer was released, um, what was that, like three, four days ago on the third? Something big, Monster Hunter. What the hell? Yeah, this is the whole thing. It's, yep. They're in the desert. She has a, a chain gun on a Humvee or Jeep firing on this CG monster. There you go. December. That's your te- that's your teaser trailer. It's 15 seconds long. And it comes out in December? Yes. Yeah. And this is and, and if there was a mo- if there was a monster hunter video game that was supposed to be tied to this, I in theory, you can't tell from the trailer. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like Resident Evil 8 or 9, whatever. This is exactly what it looks like to me. Yeah, it does. It's, it's, it's directed by, by Paul W.S. Anderson. It stars Mila Jovovich. Right, I was going to say, it's got Mila Jovovich in it. Um, it's going to be uh, awful. Um, I think the monster was... Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was a monster I, I, from I, a game? Yeah, I do play Monster Hunter. I believe it was supposed to be a... a it was supposed to look like a Diablos, um, which is you know just one of the big monsters in the game um but nothing else is like the game is i mean it's not like your like traditional swords and sorcery but it definitely takes place in a fantasy land like final fantasy yeah like final fantasy it's very much a japanese rpg world uh not not a military (laughs) not a military game where you drive around in the desert and gun shit down what a cheap looking fucking movie they went out in the desert they they hired got a jeep and put a gatling gun on it and they'll just cg and they're like we'll cg everything else that's exactly what this movie is we'll get ti to to shoot awkwardly at something oh my god loosely well at least it says loosely based upon the Video game series the same name by Capcom. Yeah, no, I mean they're not even really. Trying. <laughs> they're not even trying. <laughs> it's just I, I have no idea. This has been in the works since 2012. Yeah, yeah, this thing has been a fucking mess for a long time. Because the uh, the only it's funny because that's the teaser trailer, right? The teaser trailer. They call it a teaser. It's not even a teaser trailer. No, it's but seconds. the only pictures we've seen from production are contained within that trailer. So like, how? Please don't tell me this is set all just in the desert. <laughs> like, like is it like that the only pictures I've seen are of them sitting in the fucking jeep with like that gun? And it's like, what are we doing? This says as a budget of sixty million. I, 
I, I, I mean, I, I don't know where it's going. If it's all going to be mostly in the desert, there's no sets you have to worry about. I guess Mila's has paid probably fifteen million to star in it. You my, know, so my thing is, this movie comes out in December, and this is all you're comfortable showing. <laughs> like, what the fuck is it going to be? An hour and a half of just uh, trash. It's the same effects studio that worked on Resident Evil films. You know how great those effects were, video effects. Um, where's the what's the plot? The plot's not even on the, the Wikipedia page. No. He, uh, furthering on Anderson's appreciation of the game, he said that all the armor weapons that the hunters will wear will be based on the equipment. Yeah, but they, do they have fucking M16s and, and machine guns shooting about in those games? I don't think they probably do. No, no. All right, I'm glad I'm not a fan of the series. But again, this is blame Capcom for just signing it away without having any input. Like, it's it's their fault. They don't give a shit. I'm a huge fan of the series, but luckily I'm just not that. Like, I, I can't get upset over it. I mean, I no one expected this to be good. All right, so <laughs> didn't ignore it. So originally it was going to come out in September. They didn't delay it to April of 2021. Now they're moving it back up to December, which is a weird thing to do. I think they realize that this is just shit. Let's we'll just get it out. Yeah. Because by April, things probably won't be bad as normal, but it will might start if we have a vaccine and slowly get to people. I don't know. But, whoo, okay. what That's that's a thing. Uh, but but anyway, but, but speaking of Resident Evil, hot off the presses, they announced an Origins movie. Yeah. I guess an actual like kind of reboot, something that will actually represent the video game. Well, we'll see. Uh, Constantin Film is doing it, and they're the ones who did all the other ones. Oh, Jesus. So, okay. So that doesn't mean anything. Um, I have no real, uh, you know, hope for this. Uh, but the cast looks kind of decent so far. K.S. Scodelero, Robbie Amell, Hannah John Carmen, and then... Neil McDonough. Who I was, like was going to say, Tom Hopper, Avon Jogia, and Neil McDonough, who I really like. He's, he's always good. He's very good. He's always a good hand. Um, Going back to Band of Brothers and Minority Report, everything, TV shows, he's always uh, he's good. He was good in uh, Justified. He was in Justified? Uh, yeah. Or, yeah, that's what it was he played. He played the SEC... Uh, uh, prosecutor on Suits. He showed up you know, a couple times a year. He showed up. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah, he plays kind of like an unhinged bad guy in, in Justified, and he's very, very... Oh, good. I never really saw him play a bad guy before. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, okay. he's fucking good. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean... Set in 98 in Raccoon City, so they're, they're doing a period sort of thing, which is fine. Could be fun. So, Robert says, With this movie, I really wanted to go back to the original first two games and recreate the terrifying, visceral experience I had when I first played them, while at the same time telling a grounded human story about a small, dying American town that feels both relatable and relevant to today's audiences. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. I would love to see another Resident Evil movie that was actually, you know, decent. It's a, it's a good story. It's got lots of history to it and lore to it now. There's stuff to do with it there. Um, and I personally didn't think the first Resident Evil movie was awful. It wasn't great. But it wasn't bad. Um, after that, I didn't pay any attention. Vonnie says they're some of the worst <laughs> movies well, out there. Well, they're just Mila Jovovich yeah. action movies. movies right. Has she acted in anything besides those movies the past 20 years? I'm trying like... I guess yeah. she was in a few things, but I mean... Because she's she's married to Paul W S Anderson, so I mean, that, I guess that helps. Your your husband is directing all these movies with you in it. But she was she was a decent actress. What happened to her? I'm not trying to look up like what else she has done. Yeah, she's 44. She looks she's gorgeous. She looks like she's still like you know, 25 years old. She is a pretty lady. First time married children, she was like the French foreign exchange student that was out hottying 
Kelly on, on and, and staying with the Bundys. That was like back in like 89, 90. I'll never forget that. She was, gosh, she must have been so young then. She was like, like 20. So yeah, she has been in, she has been in some stuff besides that. Uh, in 2019, she was in uh, the Hellboy remake. Oh, that reboot. did great. I yeah. hear. The Rookie is in Paradise Hills. What the hell is the Rookie? No idea. 2018 was Future World. No idea. Shock and all. Shock and these, all. These like, she was act. in Zoolander too. Yeah. So these are action movies and like direct to Shock and all. Is it 2017 American drama film directed by Rob Reiner? I don't even know about that. It stars Woody Harrelson, Tommy Lee Jones. That had to go direct to yeah limited uh, release in theaters. So all right. Yeah. yeah I'm not judging. Well, I'm just saying. Her, she found. She found. She found right. her niche. All right. She, she she basically did a Resident Evil movie every other year for like 15 years, for the most part. Starting in, in like, was that 2000 and like two, whatever the first one came out. There you go. The last one was 2016, the, the final chapter. So there you have it. All right. Uh, this is a funny story. I thought we'd mention it. It's kind of, I saw, I saw our friend Yoshi tweet about this. Bowser arrested and charged for selling Nintendo Switch hacks. <laughs> yes. Um, one of the people who has been arrested in uh, linked to this um, two members of a console hacking and piracy organization known as Team Executor have been arrested and charged with fraud. One of them is uh, Gary Bowser. No relation to Doug Bowser. No. Maybe. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. French national Max Loam and Bowser, original from Canada, but arrested in the Dominican Republic, allegedly oh. led the group. Allegedly. Which makes a line of tools for cracking lockdown gaming hardware. So it's a USB device called the SX Pro that allows Nintendo Switch to run pirated games. Um, wow. M- maybe we brought this up before, but... Uh, Nintendo is well, well aware of the group having filed two lawsuits against the organization back in May. That's probably when we mentioned it, with the primary intention of shutting down third-party retailers. But this is a, this is a, uh, this is a, a, a fraud. Um, uh, this is like they're going to go to prison. This is just a civil thing at this point. Uh, the Justice Department said the defendants were allegedly leaders of a notorious international, uh, wow, a notorious international criminal group that reaped illegal profits for years by pirating video game technology of U.S. companies. Woo! These arrests show that the department will hold accountable hackers who seek to commandeer and exploit the intellectual property of American companies for financial gain, no matter where they may be located. All right, there you go. So Team Executor, um, they, uh, they, they run for-profit. They sell these devices, um, the, the USB devices, which has made them not... Just made them divisive in the actual hacking community. Lots of people do this because it, uh, basically the whole idea, you know, behind hacking for a lot of people is that information should be free. So the fact that these people are 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 are, are profiting off of it means that they don't have a ton of friends in the hacking community, from what I can tell, and they obviously have no friends at Nintendo. So this puts them between a rock and a hard place. Oh, the other Bowser's going to come after him. Uh, Doug Bowser's going to you know, browbeat him. He's not as nice as Reggie. He's going to get out the whip. <laughs> Both men face severe prison time if convicted, including 20 years for each charge of conspiracy oh. to commit wire oh. fraud. Oh. To commit wire fraud, actual wire fraud, and conspiracy to commit money laundering with up to five years for some of the lesser charges. Yeah, they'll go away for like 10 years. Probably. No trial date has been set. They'll, they'll plead out. So, yeah, that's there you have it. Don't don't sell that shit. If you're gonna do the hacking shit or the ROM shit, like I said, don't fucking as sell it. As soon as you try to introduce profit into it, you're no. looking at even bigger problems. Oh yeah, and they're oh, gonna yeah. catch you. Like, yeah, we talk about this shit all the time. A couple times a year, something like this comes up. 
Yeah, it, well, criminals don't think about getting caught. That's why they do. No, it. they don't. They're, that's, they, that goes for small-time drug dealers. They don't care. So anyway, all right. Um, so something that we surmise came to pass. Nintendo said we like we like we like people to be healthy, so we're going to keep Jump Rope Challenge around. Oh, good. It's not going to go away. That's nice of them. Very nice of them to do that. See, look what your voice can do. If yes, you use it appropriately. See, on Twitter they said. Thanks to all players of hashtag Jump Rope Challenge and for recording 2.5 billion total jumps, or hand wags at least. Uh, as new jumpers <laughs> are joining, the free download will be available until further notice and will not be removed from Nintendo eShop on 9.30. Yay! Yay, Nintendo does good. Big time conglomerate company makes good. There. I'd like to think we're responsible for yes, because we said it was yeah. <laughs> sitting on there. Some, some of the replies were like, "Imagine if the whole limited time thing with Super Mario 3D All Stars is just a marketing strategy, so people get desperate to buy." Uh, yeah, it could be. It could be. I'm not saying for sure, but it could be. We'll see. Could be. Um, people are saying about it. It's funny that people are saying that though. It's like they're more worried about I guess other people because obviously if you were if you're worried about it, you would you'd buy it before then, but. All right. Um, speaking of sub, sub, Nintendo stuff, so they announced, I guess, the next uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC character yes. to come out, and it's Minecraft Steve. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. Uh, it's funny. Uh, in terms of my own personal excitement, it uh, it it registered a fucking flat zero. Sure. Scare, scale. I, I Nothing. I, I had there. There was not on on the uh, what, what 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 the Richter scale. There was there was no movement. No. no. I played Minecraft I think, once in my life. I uh, I, I think I want to play Minecraft. Is one of those games that I always look at. And I go, damn, that looks like a good yeah. time. And then one time I opened Minecraft and fucked around for ten minutes. And was like, oh, holy shit! And went and did something completely different. <laughs> I was like, just you feel me- like you feel like just mining and cutting down trees and getting stuff. It, it, it is really, honestly, the type of game that should appeal to me because I like that sort of shit. I like mindlessly mining, digging. Um, one of my, I mean, one of the reasons I love uh, No Man's Sky so much is simply going around destroying shit for resources. Like I love it, but I just don't know that I want to learn a- another. I don't know that I want to learn another game that's all about grinding that I have to dump measurable hours into to get something out of. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I just don't know that I need that time sink. Because when I look at Minecraft and I see all the cool shit people do, and people do cool shit. They make I, worlds, and then their their fathers will, will delete it from them as punishment. Right. I would never disparage Minecraft. I think it's no. cool. I just... It's creative. It just looks way too... It, it, I just... Yeah. It, there's a lot... There's a lot to it, and I don't know that at this point in time in there my are, life, I can yeah, I can commit that time. There's games, once you get to a certain age, that become impossible to invest that time in. For children, this is perfect. Well, and but I, for adults and people like me, it's like, I yeah, I, there's certain games I cannot play anymore. I just can't. There are adults who play it, and that's cool, but it's it, it's at the cost of something else. I would have to play less of something else that I'm already yes, into. Yes, you're going to play just up, Minecraft, right, potentially. I, yeah. it's, like, it's like people that play World of Warcraft. You're not really dividing your time that much between that and other games. You can't. It almost becomes a lifestyle. I'm not saying Minecraft's a lifestyle, but it's closer to a lifestyle than other games are. It's a big hobby if you want to get anything out of it. Yes. You can't play it casually, probably, easily. Like, you have to, like, invest the time in to really get the most out of it. Once you've learned the game, maybe you can. You can jump in and be like, I want to make a... Play some deathmatch. picture or something. You know, maybe you're like, you know how the controls work, you know, to find everything. But anyways. Anyway, this looks adorable. Um, the, putting the graphics in and how you move simply and hitting Mario with the sword or with the pickaxe. If the kids um, like it, I'm happy. If the, if the, yeah, if the, if the children like it. If the kids like it, 
I'm okay. The little punch is adorable. Like it, I, I think it's cute because the, the the graphic style that they're inserting into the game, the simple. It's, it's I adorable. saw someone tweet. It was a very good tweet, and it made me laugh. And they were like, "Well." I gotta go teach today. The kids are gonna be uncontrollable because they saw Steve from Minecraft punch Mario in the nose. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they probably thought it was very cool. Um, I will say this, though. Uh, I didn't think there was anything I would be excited about when it came to um, Minecraft Steve. Uh, but then I forgot Kirby gets a transformation for every new character. And when Kirby eats Minecraft Steve, it's adorable. He just turns into a little cube. It's very, very cute. With, 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 what's his power when he does that, though? Can he hit, use a sword uh, or something? Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. But uh, is, yeah. that, is that in this video? This 45-minute release video There's of a, Sakurai? If you just type uh, Minecraft Kirby, you'll probably, it'll probably come okay. up on Google for you. Minecraft but, um, Kirby. Very cute. I... Uh, it said like the, it said the standard jump. Oh, it is adorable. The, sta- yeah. the standard jump isn't high enough to get to a platform. You need to build a block in order to jump on it to get that. That's adorable. As long as it's balanced, I'm sure they. I mean, they do a great job balancing these characters, right? For the most part, yeah. There's like 90 of them, so of course I can't be perfect to balance that. But I guess I get as close as I possibly can. So uh, the fallout from it was uh, some people were upset and some people were happy. That's how things go. Some man babies again. That's how things go. It's like who cares? There's ninety um, characters. I, oh, I said last time. When did when did the Smash Brothers roster become some fucking weird Hall of Fame for video game characters? Well, if my character's not in, this character's in instead. That character's not as good. When did that fucking happen? When did that happen? Yeah, I got kind of weird, like tired of people like arguing the merit of. It. I it, I got tired of people trying to argue the merit of a character being in there when they put uh, Terry in there, and people were like, well, "Oh, that's what I was." Yeah, I was like, "You're a fucking idiot." And uh, yeah. Minecraft is important. It's popular. The kids play it. Nintendo obviously has enjoyed working a little bit with Microsoft yes! here because they've got they, yes. they've gotten the band they got Banjo Kazooie. Now they have Minecraft. Um, it, my only real the only real bummer is that you know there were people saying that um, you know Sakurai said that he didn't it wasn't his choice to put Minecraft Steven. It was basically Nintendo came to him and was okay. like you're putting Minecraft Steven. But whatever. Um, they're a business, and while I would like every character... Sure, I get it. I would like every character released on these DLC packs to be a fucking home run for me. That would be great. But then I would be playing Ian Ferguson's Smash Brothers, not yes. Nintendo's Smash Brothers. There are going... <laughs> Ian Ferguson's Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> great. I gotta picture that in my head. Everyone Ga- Galaga ship. Yes, Mappy. <laughs> what every Nam- it's, like, it's like the Namco fighter. Right. What characters would be in Ian Ferguson's Smash Brothers? Um... <laughs> But I don't know where I'm going. There's so many characters that it's like you don't There's have so many- plenty. There's yes. got to be. I mean, if you go back and you look at the roster, try to look at it with. You the can't fresh- master all these characters. Try to look at it with fresh eyes of wonder. Um, yes. There's at least ten characters in there that you're going. Oh, I like that character, and they're probably fun to play. And most of you are playing one character anyways, or two, when or you play, three. When you play fighting games and you get you want to get good at them, yeah, eventually you 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 fall back on. On just a few. So, look, I get it. He wasn't excited. Oh, I'm to sorry. Me There's either. only 77 fighters in the game, right. not 90. That's in, that's nuts. And and There's yes, four more to come. And yes, so there'll I, be 81 at the yes, end. Yes, I know that 12 are are the the poofy, uh, spiky hair, fire emblem sword guys. I get that, but there's still a ton of different characters in, in this game. It's it's nuts to me. I saw some people suggest, oh, you're you're going to get Crash Bandicoot. Listen. 
I, I will put my pat guarantee you will never see Crash Bandicoot in a Smash Brothers game for the disrespect that Sony showed Nintendo personally. They don't take that shit lightly, especially in Japan, like being dishon- dishonorable shit like that. That's <laughs> never going to happen to you. I don't know. Never going to happen. I don't, I don't do pat guarantees like Charles Barkley that much would end up being uh, opposite. That's never going to happen. Honestly, at this point, nothing would surprise me. But that I, 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 felt like it, I felt like it was a very, very um, unlikely choice um so yeah will, will you see any sony character show up in smash brothers yeah i don't know i mean when when you won't see, you won't see god of wars uh, guy in there. <laughs> you won't see when snake entered um smash brothers he was still more or less considered a sony character um but he did get the twin snakes on GameCube, so there was still a Nintendo link there. there. Yeah, there was always Metal Gear history with going back to the NES. Sure, yeah. So that was a little bit, but yeah, I'll say this: you're not going to see Crash Bandicoot. Go fuck yourself. Go in the parking lot trying to take down Mario, Edge Edge Lord Crash. Fuck off. Sorry, I'm getting yeah. angry. Crash games are fun. All right, so yeah, well, that's it. Here we are. That's it for the podcast. We're done. That's it. We're signing off for that's the it. podcast. That's it for well, the intro. We're not signing off, but that's our intro. Again, out there, go on, go to. uh Go to anchor.fm slash the CU podcast if you're on YouTube right after this, if you're in the chat room during the live premiere, and l- leave a message for us. I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen. Yeah. C- kind of... Do it. Cautiously. Do it! And you hear me talk about my hair a lot. It's part of my identity. And as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's styled before going out. That's why when we're getting into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it can start to feel a little weird, like maybe you're losing yourself a bit. Because let's face it, it can be tough to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Hair loss is fairly common. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? Best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. The great thing about Keeps is you can get your treatments from home. You don't have to have any awkward doctor's visits, no trips to the pharmacy. They will deliver your medication to your door, and they make it easy. They deliver it every three months, so you can say goodbye to all those lines and waits. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash CU podcast to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash CU podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Nintendo released Mario 35 a few days ago. On fr- was it Friday the 1st? Yeah. Was it the 1st? What was it? The 1st? Thursday the 1st. Thursday, yeah. That's when they usually release the stuff on uh, digital. And um, I had been looking forward to checking out Mario 35. Uh, basically, it was going to be a Mario game uh, with a Battle Royale uh, tortilla wrapped around it. The Mario burrito wrapped up in a battle royale. Not a tortilla. tostada shell, Not open tostada face. Not a tortilla. Tostadas are underrated. Uh, maybe, we, maybe it could be torta bread. Anyways, um, 
and finally got to play it. I, I before I played it, I read a couple uh, of people's brief impressions of it, and um, a lot of people didn't. Well, I won't say a lot, but a couple of people that I, whose opinions I usually fairly respect didn't seem to care for it. So I was a little nervous going in. Who are these people? Uh, Let's call them out. Uh, Sorry, uh, Kyle Orland. Um, oh, I like Kyle. He follow, yeah. I think he follows me on Twitter. We've been but he didn't. He didn't seem to enjoy it very much. And one of his re- his main reason for not enjoying it, I will get to, is one of my major problems with the game. But it didn't stop me from enjoying. Well, let's it. explain the game. So, the game is Mario. In the center is the is is the level. Basically, you start the game and uh, you pick a level um, before you get thrown into the match. So when you're, you you're starting start, stage, yeah, it's you're one, starting one, stage. one, two, whatever. It is. So when you you pick, so when you start, you pick your stage. Well, it's not your start. It's, it's you only start at one, one. It's, yeah, it's it, your it, transition it, stage or whatever. It's, I think it just gets thrown randomly into okay. the mix. I think yeah. basically thirty five players pick thirty five stages, and those are the stages that they shuffle in. Gotcha. Um, and then the game starts. It starts as normal, um, but you have a 35-second timer. And it starts usually in World 1-1, at least right now, because that's the most common, commonly unlocked stage. As you play through Mario um, and you kill enemies, you add time. To, if you hop on them. Yeah, uh, or if or you throw a fireball. Or, yeah, or through fireball. Yeah. Any, anytime you kill an enemy, you gain time. Fireball is a second. If you hop on them, you get two, three, four. You can bounce you can and chain get more. It. Um, so that keeps your timer going. Um, the other thing that happens when you kill enemies is that it sends them over to another player's screen and it starts lining them up on the bottom um, so that they, uh, you know, basically as you progress through the level, you'll have tons and tons more enemies. They'll start putting piranha plants in different places. You'll get swarms of goombas. Um, Sometimes get, cheap cheeps flying through. Cheap cheeps, bloopers, yeah. uh, buzzy beetles, uh, hammer brothers. I mean, basically everything. Usually, is, the longer the game the game goes, the yeah, enemies ratchet up. The longer the game goes, the Bowser start appearing. Sometimes two on the screen at the same time. Um, and uh, the whole goal is to stay alive. You can um, use coins that you collect in the game uh, to press X to spin a roulette wheel. And what happens is is it will land on various power-ups. Although you'll get an invincibility star, um, a mushroom, or a fire flower. And then lastly, there's a pow block that just eliminates everything on screen. Yes. Um, and the goal is to stay alive. One death and that's it. If you fall in a pit, you're done. If you're yes. dead, dead, you're done. And the goal is to be the last person standing. Um, and it works brilliantly well. Um, they balance everything super great. Um, the the risk-reward of, of playing with fire a little bit is, is very good. Um, there is kind of a... A, a flow to the game as it starts. In the first few levels you're playing, you're staying alive, you're trying to get coins, and you're trying to beef your timer up. Your timer maxes out at 400 seconds. Uh, the easiest way to gain more time is to, um, early on is with Goombas, is to just jump them in a row. So basically, you land on them, you keep the jump button held down, so you pop up higher. You combo, and, and, and The more you yeah. keep, yeah, so it, each one increases in seconds, so it goes from two seconds to three to four to five, which each with, with each one that you stomp on. Um, invincibility stars are another good way to rack up time. You get less time. You get like two and three seconds from those as you crash into them. Well, you can just wipe you through can, a but if Characters. you pull one after someone's dumped a whole bunch of enemies in, in, in your lane, uh, that inflates your timer incredibly. Not to say it sends all the enemies elsewhere. So like right. that, that's probably the most most important power up in the game is the is is getting the invincibility. And if then you, if you get that in a tough spot, 
from the roulette, it can it can turn your game around potentially. Yep. And then um, also the other really good one to do is um, kick a shell and yeah. chase after it. That's always a good way to add more time to it as well. Um, yeah, it just it's it, my my big issues with the game. It, it, it's very fun. Um, no one style dominates over another. It's, um, it's, I, I, yes, that, that's why I like the game. Um, I don't. One thing that you said yesterday though, that I don't see, I don't really see any real benefit to speedrunning. I never said there was benefit. To speed well, you running. said you could. Play. I said there's a part. There's parts where you can do risk reward to to fly through a level. Okay, that's not what you said, but now I understand what you're trying to say. Yes, there are. I mean, speedrun the whole game. I, no, no. Yeah, I no, mean, speedrun in terms of getting through a level quickly. And if you can speedrun. Um, your knowledge of the levels will help you greatly, but they throw enough shit in there that will fuck up you all can't, of your time. You can't speedrun the game because the item, the enemies always change. And, it'd be impossible. And if it. you did, you'd never gain any time, so you yes. would lose. That's the big thing. The game is actually when I the first like two games I played, I was playing incredibly fast, and that's not how you play it. It's actually a pretty methodical game, and you can go along at a fairly relaxed pace as long as you know what how you're playing what you're playing what you're doing and how to harvest time in the right places yes because when you hit the flagpole you get was it 5 10 or 15 seconds depending upon your, your distance up the flagpole yeah. but you don't get any other bonuses besides that for the difficulty of the stage and that's right. why the one and, thing i don't like is that and the time that, carries over too so yes. when you beat a stage it, it doesn't refresh it's the same yeah, it's your same timer. time you have, you have one timer um so i'm going to say this about this game uh it 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 crushed my expectations I, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be a fun little ditty that I'd be like okay this is this is cute but there is a lot of thought put into this game uh, for a free game that I was really surprised about and they really thought about the balance of this game a lot um, they they thought about the risk reward of this game they thought about the fact that yes if you if you if you can just shoot the fireball at everything that's great but you'll just get time you're not going to kill your opponent yeah, it'll keep that. you alive but it's not it's not a so strategy. you have to take the risk of jumping. If you want to inflict damage on your opponents, it's not good enough. You have to actually jump and do the combos. So then you're putting yourself at risk. Um, there is a bonus, which I haven't figured out. If you go through a, a small Mario, you do get a bonus, I believe. It shows up at the end of the game, but I don't know. i got to look into the game more without playing it. That If they balance that, more power to them. Because I think if you're small and you're comboing, you should get a bonus because obviously you're at risk yes. uh, of one-hit deaths. They made two. They made um, two big changes to the game that's important, and are both are beneficial. The jumping off of opponents, they have your jump go a lot higher for the comboing, which is smart. It also helps you get out of trouble and go to different platforms easier. That's a very smart change. I'm glad they did that. The other big change they made, the huge change, which is a great change, uh, is that when you have the fire flower and you get hit damage, you don't go to small Mario. You just go to big, big size Mario. Mario. Yeah. Smart change. It makes the, the, the game uh, last longer for everyone. It also, it, well, eventually, that's what they did anyway in the series. So those two two uh, changes really make the game a lot more playable in this sort of environment. The other small other thing they did, which is just something I noticed, is that when you're small Mario, you can still get the one-up mushroom on level 1-1. Usually you can't uh, traditionally. They did that. And you get a one-up mushroom, you get 20 coins. It basically gives you a roulette spin. Yeah, 20 um, coins is important because it's a guaranteed roulette spin. And we get the fire flower again. We already have, I think it's 15 
15? So basically, uh, yes. If you get the Fire Flower when you already have it, it's 15 coins. And that actually plays into it later on. If you're running out of time and you have a Fire Flower, spinning the Roulette Loot Wheel is actually not a bad uh, gamble because you'll either get an Invincibility Star, which is almost always useful. The Pow Block is not great. But if you get the Mushroom or the Fire Flower, you get 15 seconds added onto your timer. But the Pow will knock everyone out and give you those seconds. And also knock those those, uh, enemies elsewhere. So, yeah, Yeah. that's that also in my, like, third or fourth game, I was like, okay, I know how to get time, but, like, there are stretches where it's, like, no one's sending me enemies. It's like, where can you get time? Well, yeah, they actually factored that in really well. You can use the roulette wheel to gamble on time. So, um, I actually rushed through it the first couple times I played it, and I didn't do terrible. Terribly, until I obviously took a, took a spill and I died. I was using the Pro Controller. I can't imagine using the Joy-Con to play this. It would be, to be even possible to not use a proper, uh, uh, control pad, D-pad to play this. That would just be a pain in the ass from looking at that. I used, I used the Pro Controller. I, I couldn't find my 8-bit Jew Super Nintendo controller. That probably would have been nice. I do have the uh, Super Nintendo official Nintendo controller for the online. That probably works pretty well. But the D-pad on the Pro Controller isn't bad. It's, it isn't bad at all. And I heard someone say the Super Nintendo one's a little bit mushier anyway. So I D-pad got, on the Pro Controller misfires all the time. It's well known, but it's... it's Well, I played fine with it. I, I did too, surprisingly. Oh. But I, yeah, it's... What do you mean, what do you mean misfire? So, it, it, like I said, it's, it's a known flaw with the controller. Uh, it's the diagonal... When you're... Go, like, mess around with anything. It, it, it registers, like... The you, wrong... You can push. go in right or left, and it'll oftentimes register a down or up. Oh. Try playing... I haven't if done you yet. wanted to see that, play uh, play Tetris 99 with the D-pad on the Pro Controller, okay. and you'll you'll all of a sudden just find yourself dropping stuff. It's annoying. Okay, so so, um, so I, I played about a dozen times last night, and just to see if I can get into it. Because, I, I obviously, I, I, and I played Tetris 99 beforehand just to remember how bad I was at Tetris 99. Um... So I got like, you know, first time I played, I got like, you know, 20th place, 15th place. Then I got to third. Um, that's when I realized, oh, what happens if I press the X button? So I got to third without realizing, oh, there's the roulette. So then once I got that, I was like, okay, that keeps you alive longer. Because here's the thing about the game. Once you get to the top five, the game can go another 10 minutes before the clock starts to really wind down a lot quicker to force it. So I played three times. I got to third. One time it crapped out on me the data connection. I was like, fuck. I got to, I got to third, and then I, st- I stood in it, and it was my mistake. I got killed. So then I started to think about more about the coins and when to use the items. And then I started to figure out the to start hopping more in enemies instead of just... You get the fireball, you can just rip through things and get through. But again, you're not going to damage your enemies as much. And, and like Tetris 99, you can, you can, uh, you can go towards lowest... Uh, was it most coins? Uh, lowest attackers. Time. Lowest time, less time, or random. So it, 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 it so it, it's the strategy there is lowest time. Well, if you send all the enemies over to the person with the lowest time, hopefully you'll freak them out into either tripping up and getting we'll fucked up by yeah. an enemy, or just putting up enough of a wall that their time's going to run yeah. out. Because obviously you're giving them the opportunity to get more time back, but if they're already low enough on it, it could trip them up. Sure. Uh, most coins, uh, you want to attack those people and get them to drain their coins as quickly as you can so that when it comes down to the last few, they don't have any spins, because the spins do become... Yeah, the spins are more important the than later top, you get. In the yeah. top five, the spins become pretty pretty important. Yeah, you can go a long time without using spins if you're good enough. Um, yeah. And then attackers. Uh, attackers is good to, to use because if you have a lot of people attacking you, it, you get more out of your attacks because it sends one at everyone who's attacking you. So if you yes. have five people attacking you, you're technically attacking five people back. You don't know what their position is, um, but you're still sending out 
Yeah, more. and there's actually a strategy as I as I saw. Like, okay, I want to maybe focus on, uh, you know, uh, the the lowest number at first, and then later on go random, then go to attackers if I'm getting. Yeah, so so I I figured that out a lot easier than the Tetris 99 thing. It made more sense to me just intuitively. But the reason I love this game, like I mean, really love this game, besides a couple of minor flaws, which I actually didn't name yet. My my two my two issues I had with it uh, is that there's not one play style that's going to win. You have to change up your play style while you're playing, and they did not cater to speedrunners. And thank God you did not do that because you would have turned off 99. Oh, it would have ruined the game. Would have ruined the game. Yep. So, I, so I'm actually glad that that this, was that was my um, biggest surprise, and what made me so happy was that it was not a game about just ripping through the no. levels as fast as you can. No. There's there, but there is times where I uh, just trying to tell, try to explain the email you do it properly, where you want to get through a level quickly, and this is where you you want to get through a level quickly if it's a shit level that's a big risk yeah. to you to stick around. So if you get to like um, an underground stage and you be able to jump on top and run through, I did that, I did that, I did that a couple times to get the hell away from this. Because there could be some really weird areas with those platforms and too many enemies to get back to one one, which is a lot easier, or, or to another stage. Oh, I did that. And then when you get back to one one, you it's can like a kind refresh. Of, you can slow yeah. down yes. a little bit. You can actually you you want to keep an eye on your time and make sure that you're gaining coins and stuff like that. But that's a real great level to be at if someone's going to dump a shitload of enemies yes. on you because it's very easy to handle. You them. also want to rush through swimming levels because you, yes. you go slower in general, and that can be really tough to navigate around, especially if you don't have the fire flower. You're kind of fucked. I think the swimming level is the hardest, um, not just because... Th- those you want to get through as fast as you can because there's just not many opportunities to get coins or to regain you don't, your time from you don't get enemies. A, and you don't get a mushroom if you don't if you're out of coins like you're not going to be able to get a mushroom there's no like blocks right to get them naturally. So, that's and the and the cheap cheap bridge you don't want to hang on the cheap cheap bridge because the no. more cheap cheats come you only get to throw two uh, two fireballs at one time if you don't have a fireball if you're small mario on the cheap cheap bridge, God bless you, because that's tough. Even on regular Super Mario Bros., you gotta you gotta really watch out. So there is some parts that you want to rush through the, the more problematic stages there. So, um, yeah, I, issues with it. Um, I have two issues. Well, I'll see if they match yours. I okay. So one, I think that uh, the levels should unlock a bit quicker. Um, oh, okay. The fact that I I mean you have to level up too much. They yeah. they can definitely unlock those a little bit faster. Um, two. Um, I think they need a uh, much like Tetris 99 where if you finish in first place uh, in Tetris 99 you get a hard mode and this it unlocks a coin ranking mode so you can see like coin collection as uh, like how it ranks you okay. um, they need a hard mode they need a mode where the enemies that start getting thrown over to you um, are the later stage ones earlier I don't mind the game taking long but it would it would quicken the pace the end of the match um, drags because suddenly, even though there's less people, there's less enemies being... And it's also the better players. Right, it's also the better players. Yeah. What I think they could do, and I didn't note... The game keeps track of the KOs that you get, much okay. like Tetris 99 does. In the one where I was in first place, I got seven KOs. Um, and I did that mostly by lining up a bunch of enemies with a shell, flicking it to the person who was on lowest time, and then sending everything over and hoping it would screw them up. Um, in Tetris 99, when you get a KO, uh, every certain number of KOs, you get uh, a star. So okay. you get like 
bits and pieces and basically you get like a star a second star and then i think it builds up a chevron to a third star and what that does is it increases the amount of lines you send over exponentially based on a level so if you have so when you start a single line is going to send or like a you know eliminating two lines is going to send one line over to someone else if you level up to like the full three stars you're sending like four or five lines over when you just clear and that's all based upon if your specific enemy killed them if no if yes if you killed them in Tetris 99. Yeah. It would work here to to help, I think, make the end of the game a little bit more exciting and last a little bit less time because by the end of the game, then you can look at who's amassed the most KOs and those people, just like in Tetris 99, it speeds things up because you're sending way more shit over. I see that, but... It, it's but increasingly it, intact. It's not, but it's not as a direct kill like it is in Tetris because you can have five people sending enemies at the same time and then it's... And then it's it just determines that based on what your enemy is. That just like Tetris 99, you can have five people sending lines over at a time, too. It's not perfect. There's no way to do that perfectly. Yeah, I don't know about that, because there's some points in the game, there's like 15 guys on the screen at once, so then if there's different things, maybe I jump over this guy into a pit to avoid this guy, or maybe hit that guy. It, it, that seems a little cumbersome. But I, I see your point. The end of the game, the, the timer has to go down quicker at the end of the game. Because sometimes, I think, I, I think when I got into first place, I played for 15 minutes. I, my, on my last game of the night, I think it was like the 10th or 12th game, I got first place, uh, finally. And it was down to the two of us for about a good four, four or five minutes, almost, just the two of us. Just the two of us. And I figured out at the end, okay, I'm going to keep uh, keep using my coins until I hopefully get the um, get the invincibility and run through the enemies to send them that way. So I did that at 1-1, and then got the star that's on the stage, and then he was done. Right. Then I was like, "Woo! I won. I can turn this off and get back to my life. So here's my biggest problems. My biggest problems is in the top five. When you get to the top five, I want everyone cleared out, and I want my enemies bigger. I want to see more about what my enemies are doing, the remaining guys, so I can know what to do and what's going on, especially if it's one-on-one. If it's one-on-one, I want to see it blown up in a quarter of the screen so I can focus my attack on that person. I think that's, that, that would be great to have that feature. And maybe they'll put that in. Because it doesn't matter what I was. I want to just. I want to focus on that person. I think what aesthetically is, it would be nice. I don't know that it's necessarily going to help me strategically. Oh, I would. I think it would for me because if if, if I know they are on a, a a really tough area, maybe then I'll focus more on, on hopping on enemies to send them there quicker versus me just blowing plowing through. That's fair. I think it'd be, I th- it wouldn't hurt. That's my point. It wouldn't hurt to do that. No, no. Even when you get down to the top five, you put like you know four four on the one side of the screen. Just go one, two, three, four. Stack them. Mm-hmm. I sure. think that'd be nice to do that. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that I, I am not in love with the item roulette. I think it's good. I almost wish there was one that sent enemies elsewhere. Like there was a, like one that, that I, I get a Bowser and it sends it to a, someone. Almost like, almost like the, the, you know, the spiky shell in, in, in Super Mario Kart. That could, could be fun. If there was a way to balance it out, there could be something that sends a Bowser somewhere. Because that's really the enemy that, that you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> if, if, you don't have a, if you don't have a fire, uh, a fire flower. When you see Bowser, or at least you're big. That's the only thing I'm going to say. I I was almost going to say I almost wish there was almost a, a risk of a negative item roulette, but then you would want to get the coins. I, I I feel like if it was if it, if there was a risk of a negative, I I mean that is the roulette is a weapon. It's not a guaranteed weapon, but it it it's used solely to keep yourself alive. I think keep yourself. I think alive. I think putting in a negative would be okay. Then I want to send enemies though. I want I want it to be more offensive. I can see that. I would defensive. almost see that as a separate roulette wheel. A different coin, way to spend your money because coins are more defensive for the most part. That, that's how I look at the game. Coins sure. is, def- is a defensive measure. Well, that's what I'm get. saying. I think it would yeah. be neat if you, instead of throwing an enemy into the power-up roulette, you did two separate roulettes. 
You did one for enemies and one for power-ups. With a, with a different... How would you decide which one to, to hit, though? You know? Based on what you want to do. Do you want to attack randomly, or do you oh, want so power Oh, so like up? X and Y, maybe? But yeah, exactly. There's a free button. There's okay. X or Y, and that way you can decide what you're spending. And then it, it, it'll on. spin what type of enemy comes out. Yeah, because different. if you... Because if you... It, it, that's not, that's if not you mix defense and offense on one wheel, it's just going to feel too random. It's going to end up feeling like some. All right, Mario then, Party I, then I'll just I'll just keep coins larger defensive then, because then attacking is offensive. It makes more sense because that's what your that's what the risk reward is. It's like, do I want to stop and get coins while my time goes and hit the ten block? Right. Like that, they they thought this out very, more better than I, I don't know why I thought Nintendo what I'm ama- what but, amazes me is how well some of the levels feel how how well balanced some of the levels feel yes. for that rule set. Yeah. It's very strange, like, how well, um, and I can't quite describe it, but 1-2 in particular feels like it was designed for those rules. I mean, they put serious thought into it. Um, so, I, I, I guess, uh, in, in the placement of the mushrooms, by changing it to 20 coins, you get that first 1-up mushroom, and 1-1, one, one, boom, you've got a, ro- a roulette spin you, 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 and stop you, you, right you, there. You have, you have, you have a, a fallback. In 1-2, you can go for that 1-up mushroom up there, it's going to give you those coins, but you're going to miss all the time all the building, all the yeah. time building opportunity from the the enemies down below. And I'm playing through it, I mean, that is something you notice after you, you can play go for one, the vine one, and one, get, get the coins up there too. A billion times. It, 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 yeah. it, it's crazy how well it fits into this mold. Um, so, yeah, last thing I'd say on this. I, 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 I love the game. I think it's very good. I cannot wait to see what the game is like in a month's time when I have all the levels unlocked and people are picking from everything. Vani and I were talking yesterday about how crazy 8-3 or like 7-2 are going to be. Oh, the 8 worlds? Especially like 8-2 and 8-3? Oh, 8-2 and 8-3, but the, the oh, yeah. I'm even thinking the heavy bullet bill levels from World 7 oh. are going to be nightmares once you start then throwing if you, everything. If you add more bullet bills in? If you add more bullet bills in, they, they, or you get to the option. point where you're adding lots of buzzy beetles because you can't kill them with and now fireballs. I'm going to risk jumping on the bullet bills to send them elsewhere instead of just avoid... Oh my god. The game's going to get nuts. This game... I'm not saying Nintendo should have monetized it before, but if they didn't want... It, if, they, if they were afraid that people would only play this game, I can see why. If Nintendo, I can definitely see why they're afraid people are only going to play this free game. If Nintendo gets rid of... If Stop. Nintendo gets rid of this... I, I will go to Nintendo headquarters and I will kick the headquarters. Okay. I will kick it. Will you be okay if they say we're going to start charging or just get five bucks or ten bucks? Would you be okay? I'd be okay with it now. No, I'd be, do it. I, 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 would, I would buy this game. Yes, that's fine. But I think what they, I think what they could do is much like um, Tetris 2 or Tetris 99. Just find a way to charge people for fucking cosmetics and shit. Oh, that's why I said before. This, 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 this is the pack, second pack guarantee. This isn't going away. This game. I, no. I, I, I see I see this becoming a franchise. I see them doing this with Super Mario 3 or Super Mario World. I can see them doing this with other games. Hell, uh, Legend of Zelda's uh, 35th anniversary is next year. Do a fucking Legend of Zelda one with dungeons. I was going to say, you just could link do it to dungeons. Yeah. You could do it. It would be, be insane. With different items, rush to the boss. Send the, you imagine sending a boss somewhere to someone else from Legend hey, of hey, Zelda? Hey, hey, we got to keep this as a Patreon topic. All right, all right, all right. Oh, oh, oh potentially, okay. Yeah, potential Patreon okay. topic. Don't don't give away too much don't, sauce. Don't give away too much sauce. I, I, I tell you that this isn't a jump rope challenge. That's why Nintendo's like, this is only going to be available for a limited time because this, this is going to, people, I can picture people only playing this game, getting addicted to this. I'm all, I'm all in on this game. I will compete. I'll be, I'll be a competitor. Do it, do it. Do, this will be my eSport. Ian, this portion of the CU Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, and they have a new product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. It's time to keep both your nostrils and ear holes looking as nice as below the belt. 
You know, Ian, in high school, I had a history teacher, respected the guy a lot, very smart, taught me a lot. But the one thing that bothered me, uh, he had long, long nose hairs that went almost down to his lip. Like the kind and, you could braid? Yes, and I, I could not take my eyes off it. I just couldn't. Even in class, you could see from 10 feet away. It was bad. It's and, rough. you know, you ever try ripping out your nose hairs, uh, you know, with, with your finger or, or with – it's painful. It's painful. But the weed whacker is not painful at all. Manscaped is forever changing the game with this weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, just like their lawnmower, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate places. The premium Manscaped weed whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor. 360 degree rotary dual blade system and yes you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable look fellas 79 percent of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff i've never heard a, a woman say i love long nose hair yes never. i love your luxurious I, yes. nose hair no no one says that trim it up get rid of it <laughs> clean it up it's time to upgrade your manscape routine with the weed whacker all right special deal right now get 20 percent off and free shipping with code cu podcast at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com using code cu podcast what are you waiting for guys get going and whack those weeds all right ian nintendo they're uh back to nintendo Again, after after coming out with something brilliant that we're all going to love and thank them for, uh, Super Mario Thirty Five. They're definitely still Nintendo, though, and they're definitely still a business, and they can be uh, less than consumer friendly sometimes. Nintendo is reportedly arguing that Joy-Con drift isn't a real problem or hasn't caused anyone any inconvenience, which is insane. It's a bold faced lie. Um, so those are the words of uh, Chimicles, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith, a U.S. law firm which is calling on consumers to provide video accounts detailing the negative experiences they have had with Nintendo Switch controllers. So Joy-Con drift is a problem. I have not experienced it. Unfortunately, Vani has experienced it with two different controllers, and uh, I have to check every Nintendo Switch that comes into the store because, and luckily there's a there's an easy way to do that in settings. You can actually check the in the settings menu. You can check the calibration of your joysticks, oh, okay. so you can see if they have drift really easy. I only have it happen twice, but then it went away. Like it was like, a, like it happened for a couple seconds and it stopped. So these Joy Cons have had some issues since uh, release. Initially, there was uh, the I believe it was the left Joy Con. Uh, there was a problem where it was constantly disconnecting and reconnecting, mm-hmm. which was a problem for people. You could send it back to Nintendo, and they'd repair that for free. Um, now, uh, as time has gone on, people have noticed that their joysticks drift a lot more. Um, so, like, if you're playing something like Legend of Zelda, and you're trying to run to the left, and you let go, you might run to the right, and just keep running to the right. Basically, uh, it, it loses its center. Um, like I said, from where I sit at a store, it's been a big issue. Um, I don't want to take in any Joy-Cons, unfortunately, because they're just not known for being reliable. I feel like there's a 50-50 chance that a Joy-Con I take in is going to have drift. 50-50, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know that it's actually that, but if I, if, if I don't have something to sell it on, like, I, it's just... Yeah. Is it worth offering a discount and you send it to to fix? Um... I don't know. Or send a bathroom. Hey, here's 10 Nintendo. Take care of them. That's something that we may do at some point. Um, I was under the impression, and I, I can't, I'm not sure if in this article it says it uh, completely. Um, oh, Nintendo's president offered the company's first public Joy-Con drift apology during an investor QA in June 2020. We apologize for any inconvenience caused to our customers regard, regarding uh 
uh, Joy-Con controllers. Shortly after the class action lawsuit was filed last year, Nintendo reportedly stopped charging for a pair of drifting Joy-Cons and began refunding those who have already paid for a fix. So they acknowledge the problem. Sure. They're not charging for it because it's a, a problem. Yeah. Um, they issued refunds because it's a problem. And then they say in this class action lawsuit that it's not a problem. This isn't a real problem. Hasn't yeah. caused anyone any inconvenience. I don't want... I'm going to say you said this to me, and it's true. Not this is not in defense of Nintendo. I, I hate reading that, but it's kind of something that, as a business, they have to do. You can't probably. admit guilt, right? You just can't because then you have no leverage for bargaining. You just can't. They just have if to you, let the court deem that there is a problem. If you murdered someone, you know you murdered someone. You don't come out and quickly say, "Yes, I murdered them." You you have to you have to look after your own interests. That's just the way it works with anything. Ooh, all right, good to know. <laughs> What do you think your lawyer would tell you? I'm just saying, jumping immediately to murder. I'm just talking, that's the extreme, though. I'm just like, how much do you let them, you know, okay, what can you offer me? Maybe maybe I did throw the guy in in the river, but I mean, what what do you got? But he was breathing. He was breathing when I threw him in there. Well, let's talk. Maybe my memory becomes a little bit better if you give me only 10 to 20 or 10 to 25 instead of 25. You know, that's that's how it works, Ian. Yes. No, (laughs) I'm aware. It was just your immediate jump to murder. Well, that's with the murder. I'm I'm not saying there's a guy. And I did somewhere that you know cross you know looked at me cross and I threw him. I'm just okay. Sorry, go on. That janitor probably oh, isn't alive anymore. Right, let's it? just let's not bring up the janitor. <laughs> let's just not. Let's <laughs> not bring that up. Ian. My lawyer, my lawyer has told me not to bring up that ever again. Not to bring up the honking goose okay. janitor. So um, yeah, I mean that's basically all, right. all I have to say on the subject. It sucks. Um, I mean it is definitely a real problem though as long as they continue to do the repairs for free that's great obviously i would like them to do another run of this controller that fixes the problem but they still haven't fixed the issue with the pro controllers d-pad so i don't have a lot of faith in nintendo changing up the manufacturing plants to get this taken care of oh or, or, or i thought they did fix it for later ones they, they, oh, maybe they, they did i thought they altered the design i know was it the left joy con or both but i thought they did maybe yeah, they, they, sure. they did for the disconnecting issue. Yeah, maybe they did for the drift issue. I as would well. think that if there was a lawsuit, they fixed this lickety split because it's not a major fix. When you send this in, it's like a small. I think you can do it by yourself if you want. They do you, show you how you can yeah. do it online. Yeah. So this is what's going on. This is the, the law does. firm is. Uh, C- C- I, I already CS- pronounced it. <laughs> CSK and D. I'm not going to say the. So they're asking for people to submit videos. Uh, of their problems by what was the cutoff date? Was it October nineteenth? I believe nineteenth. Uh, yes, was it nineteenth? I just I saw just I, I just had the date. They wanted people to submit there, so they, I guess they can use that as, as ammunition. Excuse me, October sixteenth. The law firm is asking Joy-Con users to submit their video by October sixteenth and provide an email uh, address. They're going to put together a montage. They're basically for the arbitration that they want to do. So they want they want the they want the the ammunition from us to say, hey, listen, hey, you can do that. Hey, listen, I work in a store and half of them don't work. Yeah. So to show that, hey, if, it's, if the arbiter be like, okay, this is an issue. So this is what's probably going to happen. They're probably, Nintendo's going to cut a deal where they're going to fucking, whoever's bought a Switch, you're going to get in the mail. They're going to send out everyone who, who's on their Nintendo.com account. They're going to give you a, a like a little, like, like how the NES game thing went in the 90s. They'll give you like a $5 coupon or they'll give you, if, 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 you, if, you can, if you claim that you still have one, maybe they'll give you a free Joy-Con or a credit for it to buy a new one. That's what's going to happen here. We're going to get those $5 coupons again. Yeah, Nintendo made out like a bandit with that. They got a fucking light for the, for the monopolistic practices. It's fucking insane. Against retailers. Holy shit. They even said, they even said in, the, in, the, in the console documentary with that. They're like, yeah. Then they go back and buy a Nintendo game again. So it's like we won with yeah. that. 
It's like that was the t- slap on the wrist. They licked your wrist. Was it even a slap? All right. So, so this I think they're I think they're they're getting better with this though. So, yeah, this is Nintendo being Nintendo. Uh, I'm fortunate with my Joy-Con. Uh, yeah, I, I bought mine. Mine was a second batch. I got mine when they did the second batch in, what was that, uh, June of 2017 when they came out Mario Kart. That's when I got mine. So maybe the, the more they, they've got out, it's been less and less of an issue, I hope. Let us know in the comments. Is, does your Animal Crossing uh, Joy-Cons have any issues? Since those are pretty new. And he just restocked those, by the way. Anything else to add here? Am I, done I do not. I'm good with that one. All right. Ian... You know we like to gamble out there. That's the reason why March Madness have uh, partially exists, and you know people like betting on sports. Horse racing would not be a thing without 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 gambling. It's true. Um, I don't think anyone would watch horse races. No, just to you, wouldn't, horse you wouldn't race. show up. In, you wouldn't show up in your little uh, prissy nineteen twenties outfit with your hat on if you're not gambling. Anyway, so. Uh, this article is from the Next Web. How esports is quietly spawning a whole new generation of problem gamblers. Uh, written by. Um, Where's the author's name? Sorry, I don't see the author's name uh, any, anywhere in this article, which is weird. Anyway, so okay, so most large uh, sports came uh, to an abrupt halt during the pandemic, but one category was not only affected, unaffected, but enjoyed accelerated growth. Esports. Esports is the competitive playing of video games. Blah 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 blah. So it's talking about how Fortnite alone has 78 million monthly players and professional tournaments drawing many millions of online spectators. League of Legends World Championships attracted over 100 million viewers in 2019, with a peak of 44 million. On top of that, in comparison, Wimbledon's men's final in 2019 peaked at around 9 million viewers. That's it? Wow. Wimbledon only did 9 million? Wow, that's kind of low. Uh, it's like the most famous tennis tournament in the world. Um, so the average age, they said, for esports is about 26. That's the average. Which means that you're going to have some 40-year-olds like Old Man Pat. But you're also going to have some 12-year-olds to balance it out and 10-year-olds are there. I would love to see the median on here. Median's not the same as, as mean or average. We'll get into why, but look at that. All right, so you can bet on this stuff. Uh, some bookmakers you can you can bet on esports. Uh, the revenue, according to this article for UK operators, rose thirty fold between March two thousand nineteen and March two thousand twenty. By June, and then had more than doubled again in a few months. So Jesus, Pat, man, that's sixty fold uh, in like a little bit over a year. The global esports betting market is expected to be worth up to fifteen billion billion dollars. Compared to less than $6 billion in 2016, the growth uh, has tripled during lockdown, and they've been online advertising. Yeah, whenever you watch, if you watch like Sky Sports in the UK, uh, it's illegal in the US to do this. They they promote gambling websites like in the UK. Oh, yeah. It's, on, it's like they're not even trying to hide. No, it's on TV. It's on TV. Like all, like all the time. It's like, it's like seeing a breakfast cereal commercial. Like they don't care. <laughs> um, they don't care in the UK. Um, so, okay. It gets into the danger about why this, this, is, this is problematic. Uh, you're connecting obviously video games with gambling, but we're talking about the age of the people involved. So, seventeen uh, percent of esports gamblers were aged eighteen to twenty-four. Um, more and more, let's see. In general, more and more UK sixteen to thirty-four year olds are gambling, and the average age of gambler gamblers is decreasing. The number of problem gamblers aged eleven to sixteen quadrupled to more than fifty thousand in just two years. Again, this is a, this is a UK uh, study here. All right, so this is what I'm going to say about this. Why this is dangerous. Um, you are watching... You are watching... Uh, what sports? You are watching the sports game being played, yes. You're watching it being played. And, of course, as when you get to 18 or whatever laws you are, 17, you can gamble 
uh, there. This is more, I would think, baked into the product at this point versus, I mean, sports. When you watch sports, there are betting lines sometimes, and there are shows. But this, you're going from, you know, you're watching the stream, the streamer. So you're already, it's, it's like, okay, you have your streamer basically peddling the product to you. Now, now you're looking at, and some of these competitive sports people are also streaming. You're watching the tournaments, and now all of a sudden the gambling is just sort of thrown in the mix. And now, okay, it's like almost natural for it to be more natural than I would think. Because when I for sports, when I grew up watching baseball or football or hockey, I don't remember being bombarded with the gambling aspect. I don't ever remember it being something I could easily access. I don't remember it being something that was thrown in my face. I could picture this being thrown now in my face. Now everything is about spreads and shit like that when it comes yes. to football, and uh, you get it with baseball, too. And that's what I, I, I fear seeing with esports. I personally don't have any huge moral problem with gambling. I don't uh, gamble um, because I don't like it. Um, but Obviously, it becomes something that is extremely addictive, and I, I would I would not want to see video games and gambling suddenly become hand in hand. I would not want to turn on uh, an esports competition and have to worry about uh, and, and deal with people talking about fucking spreads and margins and shit like that. Well, I mean, unfortunately, now with like loot crates, it, gambling is baked into a lot of these game experiences, especially sure. with, and with some of these competitive games. Like, look at CS:GO and. and the Call of Duty stuff with the loot box, like it's baked into some of this stuff already. So you're already pr- like you're primed already. So now let's add straight money gambling into it, and you're ready to go. So it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And plus, when you, obviously when you're when you're 15 or 14, you have the impulses. You you don't know. Hey, this might be a bad idea to bet sure. or to get into this. This is like grooming yeah, you. Your, your brain hasn't you know. Yeah, this is grooming you to be a gambler when you're underage. You're you're yes. getting groomed in a way. So I see why it's dangerous. I do, and there already have been there already have been uh, at least two or three that I saw where people have thrown matches competitively for game like it's happened already. Yeah, and this is still fairly young esports as a whole as a whole thing in the modern age here. So yeah, it's dangerous. I don't I don't know uh, how they're going to address this. Obviously, you put minimum ages uh, ages of gambling on websites um, here here in the U.S. There's only what about eight to ten states where you can gamble online. Uh, you can't in California yet. Damn it. Uh, you can't even sports bet online in California yet. You have to go to the casino still to do it, to place the bets. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you can't play poker online in California. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, just de- it's just uh, been decriminalized, but it's not. they still have to pass the laws to do it. But like Jersey, you can. I think Pennsylvania. Uh, Nevada, obviously, you can do everything I know, I, got, I got a buddy who's been betting on like all the baseball games. for the pa- He lives in Jersey, and he's been betting on all the baseball games the past couple days. Well, it's coming soon to the stadiums. Like you'll be able to bet on the fucking batter. Like they want to. They basically want, as an aside, they want to like have you be able to bet as you watch a baseball. Like, yeah, yeah. This inning, this will, this guy will get how many over unders on strikeouts or balls? Like they want to do that to bake it in. Um, so anyway, so I don't have a huge amount more to add to this other than the fact that um, it's something that I think that parents will have to watch out for more and more with their kids. Because now it's not just yeah, watch your watch your favorite game being played with your streamer, and now the parents have just wrapped their minds around that. Now they got to worry about a gambling aspect being thrown into the mix. Because hell, we've we've seen these assholes promote straight up gambling. You know the CS:GO douchebag stuff. Yeah, that somehow didn't get put in the fucking prison that are still popular. Uh, that say, yeah, I, I I'm involved with the website. Oh my god, I'm on. I'm uh, you know what I mean? Like they're literally promoting gambling to children. So this you can see this happen more. I can picture a weird sick thing where on YouTube you'll see like you know 
gambling recommendations on esports happening more. If it's not happening already, I can picture that happening. I can picture channels being, "Hey, you want to bet on this guy? This team, they all you, they, you know, they're they're underdogs. It's a, you're getting a good. I can definitely picture that happening. And the more I think about it, it's starting to make me sick to think about sure. that. You know what I mean? Like that's I just I know how to think of that before. You're gonna you're gonna have YouTube gambling esports guys fucking pop up like it's a fucking game to children. Well, that's what I was yeah. saying. That's yeah. what I'm most concerned about. I don't. I, there's, yeah, I did think about the YouTube aspect till now though. About so, or even on Twitch doing it live, like like because you, you see that on TV about. And the, trust me, trust me, that makes me sick on ESPN when I live, see that. I don't like the past live. couple of years on ESPN. They have straight gambling shows now like a daily uh. wager show like oh like that didn't happen before they'd have the odds maybe but they didn't say well you want to look at this and sorry that's a little bit too far for me I, like I said I'm not against gambling either I like I, I like to gamble but gamble responsibly alright uh, Ian we have a we have a Patreon we do patreon.com slash CU podcast what do you get there uh, Ian stuff um, so uh, join our Patreon, and you can get the full video podcast the day we record. Uh, you also get uh, Hangouts. Uh, i got to figure out what day this month I'm going to do mine. You get a writing each week. Not sure what I'm going to write about this week, but I've got some ideas. What about the po- uh, the, the, Stay tuned. Slam Diego Padres. Right Slam about. Diego Padres. Um, hopefully have that up tomorrow. And then uh, we do this Q&A. We do. We so put up some poll topics, and uh, you uh, vote. You vote can, on the topic. You can take a look at our poll, see if it's to your liking, see if it's strong enough. All right. In third place, what video games would make? Would you make a novelization of and why? 13% only. Second place, besides Super Mario 35, what retro games could make good Battle Royale games? 21%. I thought that would win. I was surprised I didn't win. In first place, a runaway, 65%. What are your top video game soundtracks, Ian? I have a, a handful of soundtracks, video game-wise, that I really, really enjoy. Um, and oddly, none of them are RPG soundtracks. Um, I, I do like RPG soundtracks. There are some that I can, I can think of um, that I'm big on. Uh, Final Fantasy VII soundtrack, for one, is one that I really, really enjoy, uh, even though it's not you know, my favorite Final Fantasy by any means. It's a very good soundtrack. Um, but... I think the soundtracks that I actually go back to the most that I actually listen to that I will I will pull up um, they're all Sega soundtracks which I didn't realize until I started compiling the list like I mean obviously I knew that these are all Sega games but I hadn't just I just hadn't made the connection that all of my favorite soundtracks are to Sega games um, are you talking actual soundtracks or scores sound, the 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 OST the original soundtrack Okay, I want to make a distinction between is this a, a composed score for a game or is this a, a, like a GTA 3-style soundtrack? No, it's a composed song? score, but they okay. still call them soundtracks. Okay, I want to make sure because I don't know what, what this guy meant at first. I think that's what he means. Okay. Um, so the ones that I like the most, first and foremost, the Streets of Rage soundtracks are um, fantastic all the way through. Um, I love those. Um, Yuzo Kishiro did the first one. Um, I believe he did the second one as well. And then the third one was done. Uh, it was Motohiro Kawashima and Yuzo Kishiro as well. And they're really great soundtracks. They make use of that FM synthesis chip um, in the Genesis very, very well. Um, and musically, they kind of span all sorts of stuff. They can get a little bit heavier, uh, especially like in the Streets of Three soundtrack with some like synthesized guitar but they cover all sorts of genres of music they sound like house they sound like electronic they get you know breakbeat styles and influences in there um they're very very 
well written and they've got lots of like i would it's hard to explain it but they have like a certain bit of of club appeal there's there's a lot of um I don't know. They sort of bouncy, they, they, a lot of bass. They just jam. Yeah, they're they're great. Um, and then the Outrun soundtrack by uh, Hiroshi Kawaguchi is one of my favorites oh, as well. Oh, boy, Outrun. Love that soundtrack. Um, it's only like a handful of songs, but it's fantastic. Have that one on uh, vinyl. Um, it's Splash Wave, Magical Sound Shower, Passing Breeze, um, Last Wave. I, I Those three tracks are burned into my brain, and all three of them are good. And they're all kind of different. And there's ne- Yeah, they're all kind of different. They're all different you can, styles. You can just tune it on your radio when you play. And there's uh, there's not a bad one on in the bunch. And then one that is I love um, that I th- don't think gets enough credit is the Super Hang On soundtrack, which is I don't Ka- call that one Katsuhiro Hayashi, uh, Koichi Namiki, and Recruit Zero. I'm guessing that's who. Uh, so it looks like that one wasn't done by one person. Um, the Outright a Crisis track on that one is one of my favorite. Um, one of my favorite tracks, video game tracks. Period. I love that. Um, I have the Super Hang On and the Outrun soundtracks on vinyl and I do I listen to them somewhat frequently I don't li- like I have other video game soundtracks and you know they're yeah. kind of neat like I have the I have uh, Castlevania 1 and 2 I don't throw Castlevania 1 on very often Castlevania has a really good soundtrack they're great soundtracks yeah. um, but like I've got Castlevania 1 Castlevania 2 those are great soundtracks is there a DuckTales vinyl? Open? no there is not ooh um, however, I do have a bootleg vinyl that has the moon theme on it. Just the moon theme? Uh, no, it's it's a it's a compilation. Oh, it's got like Batman yeah. Stage One, say. the moon theme. It's got a couple contra say, tunes on there. I was going to say the Ducktales uh, music is good enough for its own album. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. I'd buy it. Um, yeah. Oh, and then uh, I will say the uh, crush, the soundtracks that Crush Forty did for um, Sonic Adventure One and Two. Uh, I got those for Vani one year, and we were listening to them the other night, and they're just fucking fun. They're they're good. Fuck, I could keep going about soundtracks. The Katamari Damashi soundtrack, soundtrack. That's an album that I put on for people who have no idea what video games are, and they're like, this is fucking great. What is this? I want to buy this. It's okay. just a really, really you know good album. I'll give Sega credit. I, I think the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, music's pretty good. It is. It's all. It's all. There's some. Gr- there's some like gritty themes. There's some you know lively like like I can't I, like I haven't played it through it in a while, but I remember that being like you know the, the, the genesis with that with their uh, syn- you know FM synthesis whatever they use uh, the different sound that like you, there's only there's certain types of music you can you can do that. Would only I guess it, the effect of the music on the Genesis is probably better than the equivalent song elsewhere, like versus the Super Nintendo cheaper MIDI sound. It sounds better on the Genesis. Super Nintendo style. uses Wavetable. Yeah. Genesis uses uh, FM synthesis. Wavetable uses a lot of sampling, and the stuff that they were using back then was not it was, that good. It was not good. Um, the yeah. Super Nintendo. I, I, I right. do often talk shit about the Super Nintendo sound chip, but. It was good at RPG stuff because it was softer, more mellow Classical stuff. sounds. Classical sounding. You can, do, you can do like horns better. And while it sounded okay on those, a lot of the reason why I think those soundtracks from those RPGs from that era are so fondly remembered is because there's been plenty of orchestral renditions of yeah. them and whatnot, where you get yeah. to actually see the music. That's the thing. Where the, where the music yeah. shines. But if I want to just listen to a soundtrack bare bones, yeah, I will listen to, without you know puffing up or without instrumentation, I will absolutely listen to those yeah. Sega soundtracks that I, I mentioned. They, they just, they sound good. That was a trade-off. You can't get an orchestral sound, really, on, on the Genesis easily. No, there's, there's plenty of stuff on but, the Genesis that sounds like shit. 
Like that's yeah. I mean the Nintendo sound chip doesn't have a good reputation among a lot of people. But, you but can, when when you make it sound good, it fucking sings. But you can't do the act razor soundtrack on the Genesis. No, you just can't. No, you're not going to. You can't do the flutes and the, and the horns and the you know and they're big horn sounds. Like I'll bring up act razor is fantastic. Yes, the, the closing theme kind of rips off stars a bit, but it's I mean that's one of the I mean they they they, they did that in orchestral uh, they, they did that. On, in Japan, you can get the album uh, for Actraiser. It's that good. There's not many you can say that about that. It's like it's um, it's like a like kind of like a like an epic adventure movie sort of feel in some tracks. Um, like 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 a like a yeah. It's it's. I'm trying to think of what was that Clash of the Titans sort of like epic mythical sort of feel to some of the some of the tracks there. Um, uh, Mister, come on, Mister Gimmick. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful one. It's, it's it beautiful. really is. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. And we're not even uh, talking using the extra uh, sound channel from the chip. Even without it, it's beautiful. Um, I mean, the, the unused track in, in Mr. The unused track from Mr. Gimmick is better than 99% of any video game music you'll ever hear. Like, the unused one. And, and, and if I was the composer, I'd be like, well, I put a lot of time into that track. That's like better <laughs> than... Why didn't you... Like, yeah, I think it's called like... Uh, Strange Memories of Death or something the track is called. But that's the one I, I've used before in my review of Mr. Gimmick at the end when I close it out. I, when, I, when I went through that the first time, I was, oh, you download the soundtrack. I was like, what the, what's this song? And I was like, wow, that's not in the game. Wow, that's an amazing song uh, there. Um, trying, to, trying to think of, of other ones. I, I always bring up Mr. Gimmick. I always bring up Act Razor since I love those games. How about, how about even like the GoldenEye s- soundtrack is really good. It, 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 I mean, it, it's it like mixes it's good because it builds in the bond themes well it's tense it's it's, it's yeah i mean i'm not the biggest goldeneye fan in the world but it's a good no, soundtrack the music works well for it i mean yeah. from what i remember you're you're right do you, you like the doom soundtrack the original doom one yes i do it's crunchy as it is yeah i love the original doom crunchy soundtrack. midi sounds and actually i should bring that up um and i should fuck that might arrive today i actually <laughs> the quake soundtrack by nine inch nails was fantastic Nine Inch Nails did the Quake soundtrack, and it's very good, and uh, I have that coming to me on vinyl. In fact, I have that, and Streets of Rage 4 are both, I'm waiting on both of those. They're in the mail now, so maybe today I'll be listening to game soundtracks. Well, there you go, Ian. What a great great timing for this topic, then. I'm so happy for you there. Oh! Trying to think of any any esoteric soundtrack Jesus may not uh, know about. Uh, there. You know what? Fuck it. Baseball stars. Fun, lively, happy-ass sports music. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you, am I wrong? No, it's good, man. The, 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 the menu music, the, the cheerful go-fight scoring musician music. Dun, 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 dun. Like, it's... The, 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 the title music. Yeah. The sad, I just got fired music when you fire someone. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, baseball stars. Fuck yeah. Baseball stars. Five-star game, according to a certain NS guidebook. All right. Uh, well, we have a Q&A. We do have a Q&A. Yeah, we should do another topic. We only have, like, four. We can do one more. Uh, this is from at Brandon uh, Velasquez. You get some in from time to time. Would it make sense to have a console-only Switch? Ian, what do you think? Would it make sense to have a console-only Switch? Uh, Should Nintendo switch it up with a console-only Switch? I think that de- depends. Um, 
no my answer is no uh, i don't think that they should have a console only switch here's here's why here's here's where they could do it they could make a, a, if they wanted to make a beefed up switch that they couldn't that would be stronger than what they could put in a portable it would i could see that happening because unlike going from the switch to the switch light where having no detachable joy cons keeps you from playing certain things mm-hmm. There would be, I think, far fewer games that would um, be unplayable if you moved it to console only. Because you would still be able to technically use Joy-Cons. There's no reason why you wouldn't be able to connect them. You would still be able to use Pro Controllers. So other than, like, one rhythm game I can think of that you can still play with a controller, it just sucks. But that expects you to do the Tappy Tappies. Um, The the Tappy Tappies? The Tappy Tappies. There wouldn't be much to... Uh, there, there wouldn't be a whole lot of compatibility problems. Sure. That said, one of the biggest selling points is the Switch uh, being portable, and while I do think the Switch needs to be beefed up in power a little bit, I think that they need to make sure that they do that within the confines of a portable system so that you don't lose that big positive. I guess mm. I, I mean that's really just one of the number one things. That's that the only advantage you'd have to a console-only Switch is, yeah, we could, we could beef it up. Right, you could beef it up. But I don't yeah. think Nintendo needs to do that. They never really have... Um, I mean, they've had some strong systems, but like the 3DS is the perfect example. That thing was woefully outdated almost upon release mm-hmm. in terms of the resolution of the screen, the type of the touch screen they were using, and they went on to make games for it and find people who were excited to develop for it for 10 years. Nintendo doesn't always need to have the most powerful hardware to succeed. They have great graphic designers, they have great artists, they have great composers. They can still give you a world-class game experience without having, um, you know, the internals of a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. I fucking got that on my first try. Um, I think that's like the first time I've said Xbox something without like it just flowed. I was like All Series right. X. They I got, got it. Microsoft got to you. The marketing it's worked. Working. It's it's brilliant. Actually, I've changed my mind 100. It's just the most brilliant marketing. Um, it's not. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I, the, the only benefit would be you could really beef up the horsepower. I don't think Nintendo needs that horsepower, and I think losing the portability would lose not only some of the novelty factor of it, but also it's just incredibly yeah, useful. There, there's no advantage. I mean, who are you going to appeal to? The people that want the, the beefed up s- systems are going to get the Xbox or the Sony anyway, right? So I mean, you're trying to get that. You're going to try to get that. The market you already don't have, which are people that don't like your console to begin with. They're the people that don't haven't bought it already. They're trying to. They're, they're already gone. They already think you're, you're not good enough. So it wouldn't make sense for Nintendo to invest in that. Not talking about just like, like how many more? How many more would you sell that you wouldn't already? Plus, we're going to get the Super Switch next year. I mean, people are that's pretty much already confirmed. That's going to be way more powerful because remember that's the, the, the chip in the Switch is like four years old. My next year will be five years old. It's, it's going to be better than whatever. Was it a Tegra chip? It's going to be better. I don't know how much better, but it's going to be better. At least you're going to get better fry frame rates while you're in handheld mode, uh, likely. So they're still going to be obviously behind you know, the Xbox Series X and Series S and the PS5. But, you know, it'll, it'll be a decent little upgrade. So, yeah, I don't, I don't understand who, who would want it. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know I that I necessarily need 4K uh, with my uh, Switch, but I would like a better screen because some games do drop resolution in um, in handheld mode. But, yeah, I don't need... I don't... 
I think you'll get. I think I think you'll get at least two K uh, on on the next Switch. I don't know if they if they were going to do four K. Is two K a thing? Oh yeah, you can go in between. You, you can go in between, like how the series, like how the Series S is in a full four K. It's in between. Well, yeah, it's it's not four K. No, between. it's not. It's not. I'm just trying to think of what they called it. I, 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 I've um, seen two K used. Whatever, that's fine. So 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 if you still have a four K TV, it'll look better. But you, the, the amount of the amount of rendering power you need to go from HD to four K may not be worth it for Nintendo to do, but they'll say, maybe we'll just do 2K, and that'll be good enough. I don't think Nintendo's going to worry about 4K until their true next generation system. Yeah, but I can see them doing an upgrade. Obviously not for your handle, for your TV. For the handle, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, that's the thing. Like, people don't realize people don't realize that resolutions only matter when you have something big to look at them. Your eye cannot decipher the number of lines if it's small. So if you have a, if you have a, a 2K on even like a 50 inch that might be good enough you'll, you'll, you'll notice that between that and maybe a 1080 but 4k maybe you don't need it maybe i mean that's what maybe maybe, maybe paddle make paddle make his guarantee you won't see 4k you'll see like a 2k upgrade but who knows otherwise the frame rate will be better because even playing breath of the wild back in the day the frame rate sucked on the handheld sometimes depending on what you're doing mm. it, was, it was like like 30 frames not even sometimes i should probably play that game you should play it in i won't yell at you i won't shame you like you shame me in that playing stuff but you should play it Game of the year, buddy. Yeah, but I'm playing plenty of stuff otherwise. I'm playing plenty of stuff. I just play. I just played Midway uh, Arcade Classics on N64. It counts as a, it counts as six different games. Okay, seven of you cl- count the shitty tacked on uh, multiple choice arcade game they put in. That's awful. Who doesn't love uh, multiple choice quizzes? And it's like really, and it's only for the games on the console. Excuse me, on the compilation. So it's like, wow, I got to know a lot about Sinistar, I guess, in order to answer this. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you talking about here? Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't be worth Nintendo's investment. Would it make sense for consumers? Honestly, probably not. Especially since now that Nintendo's established, we are a handheld ecosystem. We we dominate this. I don't think you ever want to even try to shy away from it again and give and give the competitors even an inch to try to get back in. There's never going to be another, I think, handheld competitor ever again. Yeah, don't 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 like, don't make an opening. Like, don't even give Microsoft. Well, Microsoft are kind of friends with Nintendo. They're like kind of like, yeah, we see each other at parties, we say hi. Hey, how are your kids doing? We're not really friends. We but Sony's still not. We work for competing dealerships, but we like each other. But Sony's still not even invited to the party. They're like, you know, we we Sony's a, yeah, Sony's a dick, right? Yeah, Sony's a dick. Yeah, <laughs> You're not, I'm not inviting you. I'm not inviting you over for Christmas, but we can agree that Sony's a dick. He's a Kevin. Like, we're not... We're, we're, fucking Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, is that it for the best Switch? Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, well, this is a fun CU podcast. Yeah. It was. It was good. Here we thought it was going to be a disaster. I didn't think it was going to be a disaster. I thought it was going to be a disaster. I don't know why. I don't know why you thought it was going to be a disaster. Has it ever really been a disaster? Maybe oh, once oh, or twice. Oh, we've had some rough episodes before. Yeah, well... Maybe once or twice. We're still here. We're, we're still here? We're still here. We're still here. All right. Um, well, yeah. Again, everyone, thanks for the support. You can join on YouTube if you want to get the little badges and have use the use the purple popsicle in the, in the chat. You can use them in the comments now too. You have to know to do it. You can also you can use them in the comments. That was sick. Yeah, you can do that. Um, use the emojis. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, go to go out there, everyone listening. I, I know some people that listen to the podcast don't like to interact else elsewise, but. Go to go to anchor.fm slash the CU podcast and click message and leave us a leave us a message or leave one a comment. This could be a fun thing. I got I got high hopes for this. Do it. I got high hopes. Maybe we can get a, get get that going in the future. All right. I gotta get some food. I've been I've been doing a lot of um I've been uh it's been helping with uh, weight loss and actually in fact really good. Uh just just uh ground up turkey with eggs. 
Oh, it's delicious. And season the turkey with like some ch- some chili powder or whatever. I think I have some hash chili I put on it. Mm-hmm. It's good. Throw, throw some throw some sriracha sauce on there, some tapatio. It's, oh. it's, 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 t- it's tastier than you think out there. No, it's very good. I, and, I, and I, I used to do it. And it's actually... Oh, my mouth's worn. It's actually cheap. It's like, like, it's like three or four pounds of turkey meat for like nine bucks. Yeah. I'm like, you don't want to lose money by not buying it. That's right. So I've been doing that the past couple of weeks. Do you ever price out what your average meal costs for a budget? <sighs> no, I don't. Because I know I spend too much on food. I try to I try to I try to factor I try to factor in I order food online like once or twice a week. I'm trying to get better only once a week. But I think I average like uh, my meals are six dollars each roughly. It's not so bad. It's pretty reasonable. That's a lot though for a lot of people though. I'm trying to think a lot for a lot of people that can't do that. And that's eating healthy. If it obviously eat shittier it's cheaper. That's a problem. It's much cheaper, yeah. That's a problem in this country. Is that to eat well, it, it costs a lot of money. Another issue entirely, how we're fucked up more than other countries about eating well and garbage foods. Fucking corn syrup. Fuck you. Fuck you, whole grains industry, getting us to eat fucking cereals. Sorry, what was I saying? All right, that's it for the CU podcast. That's it for the CU podcast. We'll see you later. Good day.